Yes! Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome! Let the filibustering begin. It's been just uh, long enough, ma'am fam, to gather around the old campfire here and uh, talk some movie news, rumors, and rumblings. We haven't done this in, in a long time. There's some things that have been built up over the past few weeks, but sometimes, you know, the Mad Movie Marathon takes precedent. You know, sometimes... It's more important to watch cat. More us, important to know? watch cat yeah. Catwoman than talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> you know, watch the movie. Talk about the movie. It's been three days decompressing, trying to recover from the movie. You know, it's it's tough. It's tough. It takes a toll on our bodies and our souls. Yeah, you got to do a juice cleanse after watching a movie like Catwoman. <laughs> you got to just flush that all out. Is there a juice cleanse for like your brain? Because I need that. <laughs> I don't know. We do have a we do have a like, a website that does official Mad About Movies drinking games. Maybe maybe they could could get into the the juice cleanse game as well. Post bad movie that would be helpful. I think <laughs> it's uh it's drinkwin.ca actually. And shout out to our brothers and sisters up north. We mm-hmm. we love us a Canadian. That's right, uh, ma'am, fam member. So much better than the American ma'am fam. I'm jealous. I'm very. I'm jealous. Yeah. So. We're we're glad you're here. We're glad you can spend a little bit of time out of this crazy world to mm. you know, listen to an idiotic podcast and hopefully bring some levity to you know what's going on. And I'm personally glad we can you know get on here and and talk about this stuff. I mentioned that in our Discord mm. community that it's been such a great distraction from um in the, the real world. You know, it's pretty heavy out there, and and certainly I'm paying attention to what's going on. But it's like one of those things where. You want to pay attention, but you don't want to like go too deep into it because it's just so messed up. Kind of the the systematic stuff that's been going on. So it's like, mm. yeah, it's, sometimes it's nice to be able to throw on the old roller ball and talk sure. with our Discord fam and get on this podcast and do this. So yeah, appreciate you listening and taking some time out of your crazy life to give us a chance today. And welcome back to the show, Batman Shane. How's it going, Batman Shane? It's good. Uh, you know, thanks for having me. I, we usually always make jokes about how I don't have anything better to do, so I come on the show. But quite literally, that is true. It is, <laughs> as of today, it is currently illegal for me to be outside of my house after 6 p.m. There is now a citywide <laughs> curfew. So I literally can't do anything else. So this mm. is good to be here for sure. <laughs> it's, yeah, man. It's it's definitely been way crazier for you out in L.A. with the uh, quarantine thing. We're, Brian and I live in Texas, and I'm not proud to report. Everything's pretty much open, uh, full go around here. Um, some places you have to have reservations or whatever, but outside of movie theaters, pretty much everything is is wide open. But yeah, Shane, you've you've been in the uh, the house arrest thing for like going on four months now, man. Yeah, quite you've some time. It. I mean, it's been yeah, it's been o- almost three months at this point. And yeah, like I said, the rioting. Um, and the protesting here has just gotten to a yeah. point where they're they're trying to kind of curtail some of the damage, and uh, they put on a citywide uh, curfew starting tonight at six p.m. So that's mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy. I mean, it's yeah. like you know you don't you, you you read about these things and you just never think that you'll experience them, and it's crazy to actually live in a time where things like this happen. You know? Yeah. Yep. Several cities right now are in the same thing. It's it's a. It's not great, man. No, not not the best week we've ever had. I think I would say. Yeah, twenty twenty just keeps getting better yeah. and better. It's just it's unreal, unreal. Yeah, I mean, it does did feel a little bit disingenuous to come on here and talk news and just world industry news and not talk about that because that's pretty much the only news going on 
Yeah. Um, outside of the pandemic, you know, and that's a whole nother thing. That's, <laughs> if we have enough, you know, yeah. it's bad when the pandemic gets put yeah. on the back burner, you know, that's, <laughs> do, <laughs> totally. do you guys watch the SpaceX thing yesterday? The launch? I, yeah, I, I missed the launch. I was okay. outside, um, spending time with my family, but I, I missed, uh, the launch, but I went back and watched it on YouTube. Sweet. It was, I was cool, cool, but I, I, I will tell you guys, like I'm, I don't, I don't say this lightly, but I, right as it was, I, you know, I brought my kid into the room. I was like, Hey, this is really cool. You need to watch this. And we were sitting there together and like 30 seconds from launch, I texted my friends and I was like, I swear if 2020, 2020 is this just <laughs> like, I was so nervous, like right at the last second, I was like, Oh my gosh, what if something horrible happens? Yeah, like right some this entire year has been a disaster. Like, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that on Thursday when it got rained out the first time, <laughs> yes. I was like, everybody was crowded oh, around Twitter. Like, oh, and then all of a sudden it was just like humidity level is not optimal. Flight but, scrubbed. But I'd tell you what though, to Kent's point though, people do kind of need some, some kind of release. They need a little bit of entertainment. Sure. I have yeah. a buddy uh, who I was talking to last night. He's a camera operator and he worked on the, the launch mm. um, remotely. And he was saying that, uh, by the end of the evening, the the thing the thing on YouTube, the YouTube live stream, had four billion uh, views God. on it. I'm so sure. I mean, literally, it seems like the majority of the planet was desperate to watch something, you know, different and kind of like you know a once in a lifetime type deal. So it was really cool to watch it and definitely take your mind off stuff for a little bit. That leads perfectly into the discussion tonight. I mean, Hollywood of many industries impacted by world events, there's just no new content coming out right now. And the stuff that was, it's family films that were going to come out in theaters. And those studios figured, hey, we can make just as much money throwing this out on Amazon On Demand than we would probably in the first uh, you know, couple months of having it in the theater. So they've gone that route. But yeah, it's it's hard to find anything that, to, to kind of distract yourself unless you're, you're revisiting a, a movie or a TV series you never got a chance to watch or something like that. And you can kind of ingest something new, something, mm-hmm. something cultural <laughs> in a sense. And yeah, it's, it's certainly been interesting to see the, the industry response and multiple streaming services launching during this time. Uh, first, of course, Quibi. It's <laughs> obvious. I don't have to say. Smashing, well, all, yeah, yeah. Smashing success. That went mm-hmm. wonderfully um, for them. I'm sure. I, yeah. Bigger than I, Netflix day one, right? Is what I heard. It was, okay. yeah. The thing about, we, you know, we I don't know, Batman Shane, if you've heard this or, or we're on the episode where we talked about this, but we've been wondering what's going to last longer, the coronavirus or Quibi. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced coronavirus is going to make it longer than Quibi. Okay. There's not a doubt in my mind. <laughs> Got you on the record. Got you on the record. Yeah. Well, Gosh. Uh, you know, it's certainly one that we've been looking forward to on the show has been HBO Max since they announced that, I don't know, two years ago, maybe something like that. And, you know, although HBO does have their own streaming service, so to speak, it's called HBO Now, and you can subscribe to that, and you just get the HBO shows as they, uh, you know, have the rights to. And you get them on demand. It's basically like paying for HBO, but you don't have to have a charter or a direct TV subscription, something like that. But if you want that content, you can you could already have gotten that content. But HBO Max comes along and they've got not only that content, but a ton of other content to offer. And the HBO Max subscription comes in a little bit more expensive than the the typical one. It's at 14.99 a month right now. 
and you compare that to Netflix, which averages twelve ninety nine a month, Disney Plus six ninety nine a month, and Apple TV Plus four ninety nine a month. And the first thing that that kind of pops out to me, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this, uh, guys. But you know, Apple TV's whole brand was oh premium content. We're the we're the luxury brand of the streaming services, right? We don't care about the numbers because we've got a better product and and all that. And you know, at the end of the day. People are just going to look back at us like artists instead of like just throwing crap against the wall like some of these streaming services do. Uh, and then HBO Max is like, oh, yeah, you're going to charge five bucks? We'll, we'll charge 15. Now who's <laughs> the premium product, you know? And right. HBO already does have that credibility in, in the zeitgeist of the, the quality premium television offering has always been HBO since its inception. And so – Looks like they're continuing that over by not throwing out a competing price. Maybe they could even have done eight ninety nine, but then you're undercutting Netflix, and it may, looks like Netflix is like the big best mm-hmm. one, you know. So they kind of had to go a little bit more than Netflix, and they did that. And you know, I, I haven't checked it out yet. I haven't subscribed yet. I've done a lot of I've read a lot of articles about it and watched some videos about the UI and things like that. So I'm familiar with the the product, but is this uh, actually I want to promote that we had a little poll on our social media at Mad About Movies, and I want to get to some comments from you, the MAM fam. So if you ever want to get involved in the show, it's a great way to do that, at Mad About Movies on Twitter. Sometimes we throw polls up, we ask for comments and things, we'll incorporate those into the show. So I'm going to get to some of your thoughts on streaming services a little bit later, but we'll start with you, Batman Shane. HBO Max launch, what were you expecting? Did you subscribe? Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, so I, well, I I shouldn't say that I subscribed. I got a free subscription because I already pay for HBO through AT&T TV. So I got it and I checked it out. And me personally, I am not very impressed with it. I, from what I understand, the whole idea of HBO Max was kind of botched from the beginning. I mean, when AT&T bought Time Warner, that was one of the things that they wanted to do straight from the jump is to launch their own content branded streaming service. And I think that they wanted to poach HBO and the guy who was running HBO and I forgive me because I forget his name at the moment, but he very much was like, absolutely not. Like we're HBO. We have more Emmys than any other television channel in the history of TV. And we do things the way that we do things. We're not going to do it. And ultimately he was fired. I mean, he was dumped out of the company and AT&T replaced the head of HBO with somebody else. And from what I'm kind of hearing from people who work on that side of things, it seems like the whole launch was completely rushed. And and frankly, it just seems a little bit botched. It doesn't seem like a silly, uh, uh, an idea as quibby, but at the same time, it just doesn't seem like, I mean, checking it out, there doesn't seem to be a lot of new content. There's like one original show. And the best thing that they seem to have is like, now that they have the exclusive rights to friends. So I guess if you, you know, if you're a friends fanatic or whatever, great. But the other thing that is disappointing to me, and I understand that it's not doesn't affect everybody, but in a world where Netflix and Disney Plus and a number of other streaming services now offer 4K, you know, high resolution HDR, Dolby Vision streaming or Dolby Atmos, it's crazy to me that Netflix or HBO Max does not offer any sort of 4K streaming at all. It's just HD streaming. So it definitely I logged in because I got a free account, but after about 15 minutes, I left feeling completely underwhelmed by it. Wow, I didn't know the the thing about 4K. You think Shane, the reason for that maybe they just didn't have that those assets handy when they 
did this and they, and over time they'll add that, or is it just uh, we're not offering this functionality at all at any point in, in the coming future? I do think that eventually they will add it. I mean, some of the movies that they have on there, right? Wonder Woman, whatever, those were all in 4K. They were shot in 4K. So it's not like the content isn't ready, just the infrastructure on the app wasn't ready. So I assume that that, that will be eventually remedied, but still mm-hmm. in, in, t- in 2020 to not come out with that functionality on day one, that seems kind of like a misstep, especially since, you know, Dolby Plus or Disney Plus had it. Um, Netflix has it. And, uh, you know, a couple of other streaming services have it as well. So. I think they will have it eventually, but they haven't made any announcement as to when they plan to do that. Yeah, I saw a story come out this week that Disney and Disney Plus had to basically redo their infrastructure and how they're pushing out content so that we could watch The Simpsons in 4 by 3 And that seemed like kind of a big oversight at the outset from for Disney Plus. But, uh, you know, I understand why they would want this enhanced widescreen content too. this HD. Oh, you can watch a Simpsons from 1993 and HD. Great. And it, and it looks better. And so, you know, but they didn't think about the backlash of people that wanted to watch that content in its original format. Well, and, and also it seems a little strange because some of the old Disney films that are on there, snow white, you know, or, or right. uh, Dumbo, those are all four by three full frame as well. So wh- wh- I, I haven't looked, but what were they doing with those? You know, yeah, that's a good question, and maybe it's it's so that they could give people the option of doing a four by three or a sixteen by nine. You know, because I remember on the Simpsons World app before all the rights went over to Disney, the Simpsons had their own app where you could watch all seasons of the Simpsons, and on that there was a menu like you just swipe down on your. Apple TV or whatever, and there was a menu that said 16 by 9 or 4 by 3. Like, you could switch between the two. So maybe that's the functionality that they're bringing to the table here that they didn't think about. But you would have thought they would have just looked at that <laughs> at that uh, Simpsons app and said, okay, what are they doing here? And what are the features we can kind of carry over to our system? But yeah, that's that's interesting that, you know, the quality and the picture aspects ratio and things like that can keep somebody from subscribing to their service. It's, those are things they probably don't even think about at the outset, but you know, things like that keep people from spending money in the long run on a monthly thing. If that doesn't have all the features that they want. So Brian, did you yeah, can I offer a, tr- a counterpoint to that? Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I, I, I'm not trying to be rude to you guys. Uh, most people I know don't have a 4K TV. Most people I know do not care about the ratio whatsoever. And and so, I mean, yes, in a, in a in a grand scheme of things, make it useful to all people. I mean, there's no reason why you shouldn't just have both options if people care. But I I know that that this is this is like <laughs> I don't know, just almost like the like the the scarlet letter you're going to brand me for saying this on, on a movie <laughs> podcast do not care about aspect ratio whatsoever the only time i care about it is when it's something like uh the that transformers movie kent when you did that video <laughs> for our, are you that made complete sense because that was like almost going out of their way to do things as stupidly as possible and that that is jarring to the eye i would almost Almost unanimously, I would rather have uh, something that is shot in full frame uh, widened to to look good on my TV. I don't care about the the four three thing, and I d- I would imagine that 
I mean, I'm just making up a number because I don't have a scientific study in front of me, but I would guess 85% of people do not care. Oh, and, I'm sure it's that much. I'm sure it's that high. So oh, I would venture to guess that it's even higher. I mean, yeah, I think for sure. I think I'm probably being on the, on the well, low well, side. Well, Shane there. talks yeah. as a, like, and he, he would not disagree with me saying this, like the movie tech nerd of the show. So right, like sure, that's something sure. he, he would go look for. But yeah, I would say 90% of people don't, don't even know what that is. Sure. Right, the thing exactly. about the Simpsons is, and you know, there were a couple examples of this on Twitter, right at, at launch for Disney plus of there's, there's jokes in the Simpsons that were cut off because sure. they're like, there was something on top of the house, you know, and they did a wide right. shot of the house and it's cut off. And so that, that made a lot of people upset of, well, I'm not even getting the full show at this mm -hmm. point when it's a show like that, that you literally utilizes the entire frame. Sure. Uh, you know, I've watched Seinfeld in widescreen. That's a pan and scan mm -hmm. like restoration, and that's fine. That's completely fine. I've never noticed something sure. that's out of frame or cut off weird or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's just funny that it's something that they didn't think of at, at the outset mm -hmm. of la yeah. uh, launch. But yeah, uh, you know, they, they were quick to mean, patch it up. Yeah, and that's the right. thing, right? It's yeah, to Kent's point, right? Brian's absolutely right that the, the overwhelming majority of people don't care. But we live in a world where there's no reason why there shouldn't be an option to have it for the people who do. Sure. sure. I just think anytime you have a service like this launch, people people threw just lost their minds when Disney Plus first launched because it didn't work, uh, you know, 100% of the time immediately. And it was like, well, duh. No, of, of course it wasn't going to be perfect right out the gate because this is a huge undertaking and tons of people are, you know, all these sorts of things. It's like. And then within two days, it was like, oh, actually, Disney Plus is pretty cool. And so, you know, that's that's where that's my take. I'm sure they will add 4K technology at some point. I'm sure they will figure out some of these these uh, gripes that that we have or that the you know the average person has. The selling point for this uh, is you're getting HBO. You're essentially getting you're either getting HBO for free with the the old shows and the content that you want to see, or the other way around. You're you're getting whatever you're getting wonder woman you're getting friends you're getting all these things for free with your hbo subscription because an hbo go is is wasn't it 14.99 a month or at least 12.99 a month i mean it was pretty close yeah, one way or the other it's 14.99 a month so, if you to subscribe to hbo or hbo right, now whatever right and the friends thing is a huge pull i know that we like because we're super cool and we can we can say hey there's so many other shows that are better than friends and i would agree with that but like I am not kidding you. Every single day on my Facebook feed, at least one person says, I just wish I could watch Friends. I swear to you. Like, it is Get a the DVDs, people. Thing. I agree, Gosh. but that's... But we've, <laughs> we've moved past DVDs for a lot of... People have moved for, firmly into the streaming realm, but they don't want to... But they want to hold on to the things that they're nostalgic for, right. like Friends or The Office or, or, to, or I mean, whatever. Split the know? difference and buy it on iTunes or Vudu or pick sure. the, the digital retailer of your choice. That way you don't have to have the physical copy, but you still own it forever. So that if... if HBO now loses friends in a year and it goes back to Netflix. You don't have to keep switching. I mean, I agree with you. I just, you know, one of my buddies was asking about the Peacock and then was asking about, uh, was asking about this. And I was like, you can buy the entire series of friends on Amazon for, I think $90 and get the whole thing. And you can either watch the discs or you can rip it with a cheap Blu-ray ripper or a DVD ripper and put it on a Plex or whatever. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to do. One of my buddies got, 
got friends for his wife on, on, uh, on, on DVD or Blu-ray or something like that for her birthday. And I was like, yeah, just loan that to me whenever you're, you're ready and I'll rip it and put it on my Plex and you can have access to, it. I mean, whatever, there's plenty of ways around this, but we've, the, the simplicity of, we've all kind of adapted to the simplicity of, I pick up my remote, I hit two buttons and I'm watching the thing that I want to watch. And so, right. The, the yeah, like I said, so the, the, there is a big selling point for with friend with some of the catalog stuff that they are bringing. Getting friends was a huge deal for them, huge deal, and that I, I think I think that has been underestimated um, by us, by like film nerds like us who are like have solutions for that, or it's not 4K or all these things. Like you are getting all of HBO shows plus friends, plus this, plus these, you know what I mean? And that, that's the selling point. I don't know what their numbers are going to end up being, but it's, I, to me, it's pretty much a, let me put it this way within my group of friends or like the, you know, the second or third group outside of my group of friends, my Facebook feed, let's say, um, maybe not my Twitter feed, but my Facebook feed, this is a no brainer. This is a very easy $15 a month, especially in the midst of the, the biggest thing they may have missed out on is they should have launched when Quibi launched instead of Quibi like this. <laughs> if they would have opened this up in the the end of March or something, I can't even imagine how much higher their subscriptions would be just based on like, I'm freaking quarantined and I want to watch friends, you know, it's right. like, it, they may have missed a, a little bit of a window on that. But anyway, when you have all those HBO shows and then you get all this stuff as a bonus, I think it's kind of a no brainer for them. Yeah. yeah. And they do have the library of some other stuff too, right? That we haven't even mentioned that they have the Harry Potter mm-hmm. movies on there. Do they have those at, at launch. I didn't know if they would. Have, they do. Uh, they do have them. Oh, they, did and they also, Good. yeah. And they also have the DC universe. And, and what I mean by that, not just the, the DC films, but they mm-hmm. also have some of that uh, original DC content from their streaming app. That was like from sure. a couple of years ago, like doom patrol, and I think they have like Titans and some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And if they right. don't have them now, I know the plan is to eventually bring all that stuff back. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah. So the hubs on HBO Max, uh, you know, the content libraries, they have HBO content, DC, Sesame Street, uh, Turner Classic Movies, Studio, Gilb- Gilbley. Oh, uh, yeah. That's another huge one, too, right? right. All those Hayao yeah. Miyazaki yes. films, right? That have never been available to stream before ever. Mm-hmm. Cartoon Network Collection, Adult Swim, Crunchyroll, and Looney Tunes mm-hmm. at launch. So those are the ones that they're bringing. Is Criterion um, in there too? Did you say that one? I'm sorry, I, I didn't see Criterion in okay. this list. But I wasn't sure might, if that was might one be in there now. In the, I, I know they have Criterion thing. Channel. Mm-hmm. So if they do, maybe they do a Criterion Collection something where it's like sure. 25 movies and they rotate mm-hmm. them in and out. But I can't imagine all of Criterion being. Yeah, on here huge, because that's huge a huge thing. loss for them yeah. for that. Yeah, I think Criterion is like a is like an add on with Hulu that you can get. Okay. I think that's okay. kind of under the Hulu wing of stuff. But they yeah. do have. I think Kent said Turner Classic Movies, so there's still going to be some you know Citizen Kane's on there or whatever that you can watch, mm-hmm. which is cool. You know, that's a whole another right. wing of the audience. That's that's cool that they have that. Totally. Yeah, yeah that looks like they've got a Charlie Chaplin uh, section on here already. I'm looking at some screenshots. Uh, of the service, but yeah, I had several people email, text me or email me. Hey, what's what's the deal with HBO Max? And I just had to say, honestly, I don't I don't know because <laughs> either through me, my media or or uh, Kent's media, I feel like I have access to literally everything in the world. So there's no reason why I need to add another. You know, oh, I right, haven't really yeah. explored it. But, yeah, for people like I, us, you know. we 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 probably own all the TV shows and 
movies that we've bought over time that we right, kind of want right. to watch. So, you know, that kind of leads to our ma'am fam questions here because, you know, some people aren't going to try everything out. Some people are going to be mm-hmm. a little bit, have a little bit more of um, discretion in, in what they do and in what they choose to subscribe to, you know, because there are a lot of choices now. That's kind of the thing is like how many more options are people going to subscribe to how many net mm-hmm. how many is it five i'm going to have five i'm going to have one and whatever one has the best i'll do that so i put a little poll out on our twitter that says if you could only have one streaming service for the next year just the next year knowing what we know right now as of the end of may what would it be quibi right definitely one well that was what <laughs> megan spell said quibi megan you troublemaker Quick bites. Oh, by the way, you can um, watch Quibi on your TV. Now. <laughs> is that what Quibi actually means? I guess I didn't know that. Their slogan is "Quick bites, oh, big stories." There it is, like big that. stories. Yeah, <laughs> quick bites, big stories. I guess Looking I just guy. did not. Yeah. I guess I just did not know that. I, I assume the Quibi it sounds, was some doesn't sort of, it sound like some something a sixty-five-year-old executive would yeah. come up with and be yeah. like, "What do you need totally. to?" What's short? Quick bites. Everyone says, I'm going to go take a quick bite of a, yeah. of the wire, you know? I know. <laughs> like I, gosh, I can't even watch one TikTok without some teenager being like, Quibby. You're just like, yeah. gosh, okay, I get it. Jeez. Oh, good Lord. They're taking something as, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Well, didn't mean to derail. So who, so who won the, the choices? The choices were oh, Disney yeah. Plus, HBO Max, Netflix, and other, meaning uh, all the other, you know, Chicken Soup for the Soul Plus or whatever you subscribe to out, out there outside. Yeah, Crackle Plus. And so what would you guys say was probably the uh, the breakdown here? If you were to guess uh, what Go ahead, majority Brian, of the man fam. Um, I would guess Netflix. Netflix. We, you and I talked about this on a, on a Daily Recommends kit. Netflix has the thing where they have a built-in audience um, and they've they've – They've mastered the terminology. They, they've, or not even mastered. They, they dominate the terminology. When you, when you want to talk about streaming, you typically say, what's on, you know, what are you watching on Netflix? Even if you mean Hulu or Amazon Prime or, or whatever, it's, it's the same as, it's become synonymous with, with streaming just the way that like, uh, Google has become synonymous with, with a web browser or, or, or a search on whatever. You know what I mean? Like you say, Oh, I'm going to Google that when I don't know if you're using Google or Bing or, or whatever. Net, so anyway, very long winded way to say I I imagine Netflix ran away with this. I would agree with Brian 100 percent. I would imagine it was a pretty strong takeaway for Netflix. So, yes, it was. It was 61 percent of the people that voted said uh, Netflix, if they could have one. Mm. Uh, in second place was HBO Max, actually, 17 oh, yeah. percent and Disney Plus at 14 percent and then other 8 percent. So a little bit interesting that um, HBO Max beat Disney Plus right out the gate. That's kind of what mm-hmm. I wanted to see if if, sure. if if we only have a week of H- with HBO Max, but we know what we know about Disney Plus. I was wondering about Disney Plus, I and mean, I've seen some of this put out there, too, in our uh, social media circles of, yeah, I, I, I love Disney Plus at first because but once i binged all the mcu and star wars and mm-hmm. <laughs> and pixar that i wanted to i was like oh okay now what you know right and, um i i assume he, the shows like the mandalorian coming back will, will keep people mm-hmm. around but the great thing about netflix is that every weekend they have two or three or four 
shows that people know that have new seasons mm-hmm. or or are wrapping up or debuting or something like that. So they they certainly have the original content straight to streaming services platform cornered. I would think mm-hmm. if people want that, that's what I would want. I, I would vote Netflix on here because I want original series that are most likely will be, be what people are talking about. And I don't know how many times I've tried to cancel Netflix and then it's, Oh, Tiger King's out. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I guess I got to watch yeah. this now and right. making a murder or whatever it is. You know, it seems to be more the water cooler type stuff. I guess when you Netflix. put it like that, it makes a lot of sense too, because Disney plus has a ton of movies, but they don't have a lot of series and mm-hmm. HBO max has, you know, all of the HBO shows that you probably right. have heard for years. Like, Oh, I got to get around to the Sopranos or six feet under sex in the city, the wire, whatever it is. So mm-hmm. I get that a lot of people probably would choose HBO more just because, yeah, it's got more shows that you should probably get around to watching and people have more time for that. With Disney Plus, it's like, okay, you watch all the movies and then, yeah, you're right. It's like, okay, great. I watched them all and uh, I'm done now. Uh, what's next? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Totally. Disney, they're, they're, it's not a downfall because, you know, they're Disney, but they don't, they have not been able to, so far, have been able to replicate. Netflix's speed with which they drop something new that is culturally significant, even for for a week. You know what I mean? They had the Mandalorian. They've had a few other things that are pretty cool, and they will have that again because you've got all these Marvel shows that are going to come at some point in the next, maybe this year. I don't know. Maybe maybe Corona has changed some of that, but in theory, you'll get some of that later this year. You'll get a bunch next year. It'll. It'll keep going like that. You'll get Mandalorians. You know, you, you'll get more of that content. I think they will build to that. Um, but Netflix is just is unstoppable when it comes to untouchable, at least when it when it comes to, hey, has anyone heard of Tiger King? No. And then like that's the only thing anyone talks about for a month. And mm-hmm. there are there are other shows that come along that that replicate that over and over and over again. They're they're so good at pumping out new content, and that's something that Disney Disney Plus so far has not been very good at. Um, again, I think that will, that will come. I think they had a planned rollout and this was part of the deal was, you know, we're going to give people our, you know, the content that they, the movies that they wanted, like you mentioned, Shane, we're going to give people access to all the old shows that they, the shows that they used to love and, um, the kids content and blah, 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 blah. And then we'll, we'll slowly roll out more original content. And so we'll see what happens from that point. But yeah, Netflix has quite the stranglehold at this point, um, for a long time. Yeah. So just a couple of comments from from the Mam fam and uh Neil Licious says from what I'm hearing especially now that it's launched HBO Max seems pretty choice but perhaps that's just cuz it's our new shiny toy. Mhm. Sure. And so that's maybe why it uh, right at the outset beat uh, Disney Plus in the comments. Uh Gaz uh, Gary Roach says so I got Disney Plus thought it was good at the start but now it sucks not much on it. So for me mm-hmm. I'm a Netflix guy. I guess maybe that's the comment I was thinking of earlier exactly. when I said that. Yeah. Um, Jacob says Disney plus has to be the answer. Having sports and Hulu is not too, is too much to pass up. Um, mm-hmm. so there is a bundle you can get ESPN and Hulu with Disney plus. Right. So that, that's certainly great for some of the more recent television shows to be able to have that on Hulu. And then ESPN streaming is, is pretty nice now yeah. as well, considering regional sports don't really exist. Um, so yeah, interesting to hear this from, from the listener. Cat Lady says, definitely Netflix because their original shows and movies are so good and they have so many, sometimes too many options to choose from. I, <laughs> I, I do feel that with Netflix. Sometimes I get on there and it's just like there's so much stuff being thrown at you that you mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of have to sift through stuff that you recognize 
for stuff you recognize. Sure. Whereas, and it's the opposite with the Disney Plus or HBO Max, where you know everything, you're looking for something new. <laughs> That's the hardest part. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've been impressed with the Disney Disney Plus stuff. I think my favorite stuff that's been on there mm-hmm. has been the documentaries of uh, the yeah. Imagineering and oh, here's how we're shooting the Mandalorian, and we have a prop show on here talking about Disney props. And I I think they get that people want to know about Disney the machine just as much mm-hmm. as want to see their uh, output. That's me. Yeah. That's why I would subscribe if they had you know great documentary series uh, consistently coming out of there. So yeah, speaking of HBO Max though, we had said this on the show. I think we had a an unknown source that said this could happen. The Snyder Cut is coming to HBO Max, twenty twenty one officially. So this was a rumor before launch, and there was a, it was off and on, off and on, and then now it's finally on after launch. They confirmed it. I don't think they did it right at the start, but they did. I think a couple of days after they got all the kinks worked out. Maybe they waited to announce that because they knew. It might crash the servers if that many people signed up on the first day. So it was more like a soft launch, you think, Shane, something like that. But it, it, it interested me to hear about the business side of, of the Snyder Cut. And I think HBO is into this just for, oh, this is an extra couple million people that will probably subscribe. And we're going to be the number one trending topic on Twitter. Even if it's the worst movie ever, people are going to be talking about it. So. It's a can't miss for them. It's certainly a miss. It could be a miss for Zack Snyder and all all involved in trying to produce this thing if it's not well received. But from HBO Max's perspective, this is a kind of a home run kind of exclusive that they can get, Shane. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the truth is $30 million sounds like a lot of money. But when it comes to companies like this, $30 million is not that much money. So the idea of spending $30 million, if not more, to to complete this thing and get it on there exclusively... Um, you know, seems like a, a seems like a good idea because you're going to get a lot of new traffic on the on the service just for this one thing alone. So it's <clears throat> excuse me, it's definitely yeah, it's an interesting idea, and I think it's a smart way to bring in subscribers because you know, just like the Mandalorian or Tiger King or Stranger Things or whatever, this is definitely going to be a flagship thing for HBO Max uh, whenever it launches uh, next year. Absolutely. So, what are your thoughts as the Batman fan of? Snyder cut being a thing and potentially being better, but potentially also being worse than the original justice league. So what, what's your kind of, are you conflicted there or what? Yeah. I mean, look, there is no guarantee that this version of the movie is going to be better by any stretch of the imagination. And it could in fact, you know, be worse. I mean, obviously Zack Snyder is a director who has, he has certain tendencies that some people like, and some people don't. And, and oftentimes in his movies, he has uh, uh, he has an ability to lean into those tendencies a little bit too hard. So, but what I do know is the version of Justice League that we got in the theaters. I can't remember a movie in more recent memory that just felt like a directorless film. Right, that movie clearly felt like it had thirty eight people trying to drive the car at the same time, and it just kind of felt like a Frankenstein's monster of poorly cobbled together. Um, scenes that were hacked to bits and kind of cut together. So I'm at least excited for the idea that this movie is going to be very, very, very different. And it's at least going to feel like one person is, you know, authoring the story, if you will. So, uh, you know, I do think it's going to be divisive. I think some people are going to like it a lot more. I think some people are going to like it a lot less, but I do think it's going to feel cleaner and it's going to feel um, a little bit more uh, cohesive, if you will. 
Yeah, I, I guess Shane, from the perspective of the fans, this is this is going to be cool for them to be able to watch this. I personally don't care. Don't think it's going to be any better. Zach, there's nothing Zack Snyder has done to prove he's a competent director at this point, and so for him to pull a masterpiece out of his butt, it would be very shocking to me. Not to mention the circumstances kind of happened around why he left the project to begin with, and now. It does. It just feels like nothing but a cash grab for for all parties. And I, I understand he wants his credibility, but you know what? Having I would rather have the credibility of having the Snyder cuts and saying, yeah, mine was better and you'll never get to see it. It sucks. I think that's cooler and more mysterious than us actually being able to see it and judge it for ourselves, you know, because I'm sure it's going to maybe betray what people thought this was uh, in terms of a DCEU and things like that in many ways, because there will be different plot line stories and where they built from that into other movies and stuff. It might, might uh, kind of alter the canon, if you will. And so from that perspective, I don't, I'm very skeptical about this, but I, do, I really don't care. I'll watch it. Of course, we'll probably do an episode on it with you, but um, I'm not a DC fanboy. You know, and and if you are on movie Twitter at all, I, I think that the hashtag released the Snyder Cut has become sort of a meme in its own right. <laughs> you know, and so that's part of the reason. So it's like, <laughs> gosh, man, this this freaking ding dong was so good from these love, love little Debbie's hashtag released the Snyder Cut. You know, it's just like it, it, it's just like you just throw it onto everything, and it's and it's become this it have, has a life of its own. It doesn't matter the context. I think adding that to any tweet is is funny. Um, I, I have yeah. to disagree slightly that the the concept of saying that my version's better and you'll never see it is a good idea. That's the exact same thing that Josh Trank said in a tweet, and that was not mm -hmm. a good look. So yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard for me to doubt that his version would have been better, but it certainly would not have been an MCU level movie. I think it would have been way darker even than the regular Fant Four Stick, but. I, I think the speculation for fans to to think that that's the case is much more rewarding most times for the director than them actually seeing it and then judging. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, you know, where, you guys know where I stand on this. I am adamantly. I think this is stupid. I think he's I, honestly. I think this whole thing has been pretty gross. I it. I'll try to keep it. I don't want to go as hard as I went in our Discord, but. You know, the reason he dropped out of the movie is because his daughter committed suicide. Like, it's... That's an awful, horrific, tragic thing to have happen to your family. And I just think it's really gross to have spent the last two years pumping up the fanboys with release the Snyder Cut and I've got this great cut of movie when the background on this is is so horrific and, and tragic. I, I It really... It really... as a As a father, it really grosses me out. And I, I, I understand everybody grieves in different ways and stuff, but uh, I, I felt like that, that's a, that's just genuinely might make you an, just a genuinely awful person. I, I can't, I can't stand how this is, how this has gone. Um, and I, you know, and for just for even setting that aside, um, we've all seen movies that we, we've seen director's cuts of movies that are good. We've seen director's cuts of movies that are bad. And, uh, and some, let me rephrase that. We've seen good movies and bad movies have director's cuts. And sometimes those director cuts are better and sometimes they're worse and blah, 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 blah. I don't know that I've ever seen a director's cut of a movie 
that made a bad movie, a very bad movie into a good movie or, or vice versa. There is a process for a reason. And the idea that like, well, he's getting to make, and this is not what you're saying, Shane. And I, so I'm not throwing this at you. You're, you know, I, I, I totally get where you are coming from on this. There's a certain sentiment that's like, well, it's his vision. So that will automatically make it good, or at least will automatically make it better. And I, I fervently disagree with that because there's, there's nothing in that movie there's nothing in Batman v Superman. There's really nothing in Man of Man Man of Steel, and most of everything else that he has done to this point that would that should give any of you, any of us, hope that somehow what we saw in Justice League can be reassembled with some some different parts that were left on the cutting ostensibly were left on the cutting room floor, and that that will turn into a a good movie. I, 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 I can grasp the idea that it could turn into a more cohesive movie because there's definitely, that's definitely part of that, that justice league experience is that it just doesn't flow at all from, from scene to scene. But I also have seen all those scenes, you know what I mean? And they're all trash. And so just the idea that it's like, well, it's, it's connected better. I, I don't care. That doesn't mean that it's going to be good. Well, it just they recast cyborg and, more sense. uh, and maybe yeah, but no they're Jason not doing Momoa that, right? And... <laughs> right, well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The thing that is they reshoot eighty percent of the movie. Flash is Flash I mean, not involved it, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the original. I, I think the thing that is kind of important to note, right, is that the original cut of his version of the movie was essentially over four hours long. Yeah, so, that's the other part. Right. Dude. So you're you're not Do we talking have to watch a four and a half hour cut of Justice. League? Well, but I that's my point. Simply it. being that you're not just talking about a couple of scenes that were clipped. From the film and they're going to put it back in. You're talking about the fact that the entirety of the movie was reworked by Joss right. Whedon and then the, the and then the Warner Brothers executives. Right. The villain of the movie was completely different. There were entire character arcs with Cyborg and Aquaman and um, uh-huh. uh, the Flash that were cut out of the film. There were characters allegedly like Green Lantern that were supposed to make their appearance in the film. Uh, hopefully were, we get uh, Lex Luthor in this one, though. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, but but my point is that I don't I don't think we're talking about 10 minutes of trim scenes here. I think we're talking about literally an entirely different movie. And, and the movie that, that he was trying to make was then cut to pieces by Joss Whedon and more specifically the Warner Brothers executive. So I, I don't think that right. we're just talking about changing the runtime. I think we're talking about like rebuilding this thing from the ground up. I totally get that. But Warner Brothers is in the business of making movies that make money. And there's no, like, I, it's, again, I'm not coming at you, Shane. This no, of course. Is, I, I feel like you're a very reasonable human being with all of this stuff. Some, some, maybe, maybe less so some of the, some of the other people that, that we've, that we've dealt with on, on Twitter and such, but like. It, it gets cast as like, well, he, he had four and a half hours of footage and Warner Brothers just went in and picked the two and a half hours that were the worst. And it's like, no, Warner Brothers tried. Like, I understand the whole thing of like, that's, you know, the, the corporate structure and the filmmaker should get to make the vision, you know, could, should get to put his vision to screen and blah, 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 blah. But like Warner Brothers did not set out to make a movie that would make less money than they needed it. And it did. Justice League was a not a it's hard to call that movie a flop because I know it made a ton of money, but not near what they needed it to make for what what they spent on it and what they expected from it and all that sort of stuff. And if I just, again, cohesion, I totally get. 
and you know uh, uh, stylistic differences I get and and differences of opinion and all these sorts of things I totally get but I just think it's kind of insane to to expect that by going back to the beginning and taking a four and a half hour movie and recutting it and putting in different pieces and all this sort of stuff that that's going to be so much better just because the guy who directed the movie put it together I just I think if there was a good movie in there Warner Brothers it behooves Warner Brothers to find that good movie and they couldn't they couldn't find a good movie in there and you know, and Whedon was like handpicked he, by by Snyder to be the guy that comes in and and puts this whole thing together. I just, I don't know. I I, I guess I understand the the interest or the intrigue or this, even to some levels like kind of the fascination of it. I I just it is beyond me to look at that movie and say. I bet there's a good movie in there somewhere because I just don't I don't see it at all. There's well, that was an awful movie. Listen, I agree with that sentiment that there's not a good movie in that cut of Justice League. But if you tell me that there's two and a half hours of footage that got cut out, now we're talking about a whole different thing. But the right. but the I will say <sighs> the other thing though is that you got to keep in mind that when Zack Snyder stepped away from the movie, it was like March, maybe April of 2017. The movie had a release date of November, and that never changed. So I understand what you're saying, that Warner Brothers wanted to make a good movie. And I do think they attempted to do that. They just ran out of time. And instead of moving the release date to fool with the edit a little bit more and finesse it, they specifically chose to release it on that date. And there was actually a Hollywood Reporter story that said that the reason why they did that is because if the movie didn't release in 2017, the CEO and the executives were going to miss their year end bonuses. That's a that's an actual thing that happened. They kept the release date so that they could make their bonuses. So I think that they wanted to make a good movie, but sometimes studio executives just don't. I mean, you know, the best of intentions or whatever just don't really pan out. And I think that by making it two hours long, by forcing it to be kind of lighthearted when the bones of the project weren't as lighthearted, you know, as they were supposed to be, I just don't think it was a good movie. And I just don't think, I think that Warner brothers just hoped people wouldn't notice because they just wanted to put it out in November Mm. and just kind of get it over with, you know? Yeah. I think I would just take the the side of if they, if those are the, the scenes that they, that they chose, then Good Lord, how bad are the scenes they didn't choose? You know what I mean? That's where I'm that that's the that's the side where I come down on this. I I, I can't I don't know, man. Well, I'm, I'm willing then, to I'm willing to think that there was no so that there is no Snyder cut right now. There's no cut of the movie that he did that exists that anyone could watch right now. Because like you said, he left the project so early on, it's not like he was editing this thing in March. They were still in principal photography when he left the project. I bet he's literally just taking all the stuff that they shot, you know, guys standing against blue screen plates, things like that, and he's trying to use his original script, probably, and his original storyboards to put the movie back together, essentially. It's not like he had a cut. He It's not like Zack Snyder turned in a cut to Warner Brothers, and they're like, oh, this sucks. Let's chop it up. Let's chop all these scenes, get rid of this scene, and then put it out. Warner Brothers was the one, and Whedon, with, you know, as Snyder as a producer, but again, he's not in the edit room as as a producer or whatever when he stepped away. He, they they put this movie together. They're, they're the ones to blame. It's, it's Whedon and Warner Brothers, right? Um, and so from that perspective, I, this is going to be the first, 
the one that's going to be on HBO is the first version of the Snyder Cut that we'll ever see. You know, there wasn't, it's not like the mm. Frankensteined in original edit of his. That's my opinion, Shane, of what, of how it kind of went down. The, I mean, the Hollywood Reporter article says kind of the opposite. The Hollywood Reporter article says that he did have a working cut of the movie in March that was about four and a half hours long. And Warner Brothers executives weren't happy with it because they were, they were worried about the dark tone. They were super worried about the length, right? I mean, studio executives are usually very reactionary. And the only thing that they were thinking was people hated Batman v Superman. We got to make this different. But, you know, the thing is, once a train's kind of left the station, it's hard to really, you know, change the path or whatever I want to say to finish that metaphor. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but like, but no, I mean, the, the Hollywood Reporter story does say that up and even up until March, he had a working edit of the movie. That was not finished. It didn't have visual effects. It didn't have a final score, but he had a version of the movie that was finished. And then when he, you know, when he had the family tragedy, he decided to step away from the project. Now, to Brian's point a little bit, I completely understand where you're coming from. But I think the flip side to that coin is I think he decided to step away due to the tragedy. And I think he thought he was leaving the film in good hands. And when the film came out, I don't believe for one second that he hasn't watched the theatrical version of the movie. I don't, course, I don't buy that for course. a second. Yeah. I think he was probably upset that he was like, guys, what the, what the, what, you know, what happened to my movie? Sure. And after time had passed when, you know, people grieve differently or whatever, I think at that point, it seems like the fans had invented this idea of, they wrestled the movie away from Snyder and I don't, you know, I don't think at any point Snyder actually said, hey, guys, you got to give me another shot because my daughter died. That would be horrifically gross. And I don't think he ever said anything like that. I think it was just the fans were so upset with how bad Justice League was. They kind of invented this idea that, oh, he had a working cut of the movie that was, you know, done before he left. And it turned that actually turned out to be true. And then as time passed, he kind of started going, yeah, you know what? That is true, guys. Like, I did have a version of the movie. And as he decided he wanted to start to get back to work, because he is working on another movie for Netflix right now. It's done, I think. it's It hasn't debuted yet, but he's back to being a working director. And I think as, mm -hmm. as, as he got back into the, kind of that working mode, maybe he did kind of think, you know what? I really thought I was leaving this in good hands, and clearly I didn't. They kind of tripped on the five-yard line and, and messed this thing up completely, you know? So flip side to, to your argument, Brian, is I don't I, I do think that the idea of touting your family tragedy is gross, but I don't necessarily think he did that. I think that he stepped away, but he decided to do it because he thought it was going to be fine. And then it turns out it wasn't. They they kind of screwed this up. Yeah, if, if there if there was a a cut in March, I'm kind of with Brian on the fact that I'm pretty sure Warner Brothers would have taken the best of that four hours and tried to make it into a into something they this is a post deadpool world if it was too dark or gritty they're like okay there's nothing that says an r-rated superhero movie can't do 500 million dollars right and so sure. from that perspective i think if if that was the problem i think they would have cut around and made it more dark and just gone that route with it and i don't think the fans yeah. would have been upset with that but I, i'm with brian on if there was if they, if they took the best of the best then that's pretty bad you know, imagine the stuff they cut out. It was pro it, yeah. it's probably even worse. So, well, and I mean, again, not to just playing devil's advocate here. The other thing that I have heard from from reliable sources is that the Warner Brothers executives were absolutely dead set that the movie could not be longer than two hours because people were disappointed with the runtime of Batman v Superman, and so that was an edict that was passed down to Joss Whedon 
was, we don't care what you do. This movie cannot be over two hours. And if it is, we will cut it for you. So when you actually pull up the Justice League and you watch it, that movie is two hours and one second long. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's an accident. So the flip side to that coin for me is, I think that there could have been some other great scenes that they just had to cut because the story arc of it would have made it longer than two hours. And they decided, well, you don't need this to understand that they're fighting Steppenwolf or whatever. So it's got to go. But it just would have made the movie two and a half, three, four hours long or whatever. And that's why it got cut. Not that it was garbage. It was just that it was a story arc that they didn't have time for. And they just cut it. You know, it's like stripping a car for parts just down to the seats and a steering wheel. Yeah, like, I mean, outside of even considering, like, the bonus, I get all these things. I just think coming from what they came from with those movies and Wonder Woman really being the only one that that got it on all levels, that made money, that made a lot of money and also was relatively well-received and all this sort of stuff, I just think there was a sense of, like, let's just get out of this. Let's be done. And that furthers, to me, that furthers the opinion that, like, the cut that they had to work with was not good. And the yeah, I totally understand. We got to cut some scenes uh, that are maybe actually good scenes, but they, they don't flow. We got to keep this to two hours or, or whatever. But I, I just, I don't know. It's really hard for me to look at that at justice league and at all the other movies that we have seen in that run and say, yeah, I bet there was a really good one in there somewhere. And they just didn't want to, they didn't want to find it. You know what I mean? It's, it's a, I don't know. That's that, that's a tough, that's a tough sell for me. So, but I guess we'll see when we have to watch a four and a half hour movie that I do not want to see it. Right. And, and that's and that's kind of what I was going to say was that, you know, the good news about this is, is we're going to get a chance to find out. Right. I mean, I mean, I think that's the worst news. But, sure, <laughs> I, I got but ultimately, we're going to get a chance to find out, which is kind of exciting in the sense that we're going to find out if. There, if, if you guys were right and that there's absolutely nothing of value in this, or if, if, you know, I'm not saying that I'm right, but just, or if there was something more to this movie and it was kind of hacked to bits. So now mm. let me ask you guys a question. Uh, in the, um, in the article, they did say that they were deciding if they were going to do this as like a huge movie or they were going to turn this into like a mini series, essentially. Uh, would you guys have a preference as to like watching this in one sitting versus, you know, if they did like four or five episodes or whatever. I would rather poke my eyes out. Than watch <laughs> a I, I um, of Zack Snyder's world for, for the, for <laughs> Superman and such. I, that sounds like, that sounds like a, like a deep level of hell to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, depending on how they broke it up, I think I'd probably watch it broken up. Uh, rather watch it than sit there for four hours in a row and watch it. I, mean, I think, yeah. I think I'm with you Ken. I think I'd rather watch this as episodes. Um, and just kind of get a little breather room in between it. And at least we can all agree that the best news of this is that we are going to get rid of Henry Cavill's creepy mustache, mustache. Yeah. yeah CG. All that stuff is going to be gone. I'm sure of that. So bring back this. I'm, I go the opposite. Superman, Superman needs a stash. a stash. Let's yeah. go, man. He grows a stash when he dies. Add a stash <laughs> yeah. to the non-stash scenes. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm in. That's great. So much better. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, yeah, I just, I think be, my, my, my real answer to that chain is like, how about make a two and a half hour cut? That is good. How about that? Yeah. Let's, let's do that. Cause we do not need, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I advocate for, for long run times when a movie justifies a long runtime. Justice league does not justify a long runtime. We do not need, we do not need a three hour cut of justice league. We do not need a four hour cut of it's, I'm not quite the same as like the studio of like, get this to two hours or we're done, but like, let's find a way to tell 
this story in a, a reasonable time frame and and four hours, four and a half hours. That's not it. It's not it for me. Sure. I mean, look, I disagree, but the good news is we're going to get a chance to find out. And I'm super sure. excited that in 2021, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about it. I got to quit the show before then. I got <laughs> way out of this. I do think Kent, that would be a pretty funny flex. If like, if this thing's going to come out past April is if on April 1st, he just puts out the, the, the justice league as it is, but just with all the CG removed of Henry Cavill. That would be mustache. a great troll. They need to find out a way to troll all these fans. Yeah, exactly. Just so release fun. the whole thing, but all the mustache. Just and that's rage, the quote unquote. Just Snyder raging, yeah. <laughs> that just would do, be a pretty no, funny. It's joke. the original one, but it's just in black and white. It's like, that was way they, more artistic. And, and, to, and to bring it full circle, only difference, they changed the aspect ratio. Right. There you go. <laughs> well, this has been a fun episode to kind of catch up on these movie news headlines. And it'll be good to see, you know, a year from now where HBO Max is at when it comes to market share, when it comes to people's opinions of it, where Disney Plus is at at this point, and, of course, Netflix. And we didn't mention... We're going to talk about it. We kind of ran out of time of Netflix bought the Egyptian theater in, um, in LA. So mm. they're officially in the theater business now. I don't know if that's an excuse for them to just put all their movies. They want Oscars to be in that theater and kind of make it a Netflix screening room, so to speak, or if they're going to maybe test the waters there and then buy, buy out some, some bigger theaters. I mean, I, I could see a world where Netflix owns their own theater chain for sure, or buys mm -hmm. a, a Cinemark or something like that. And, um, you know, not only do you get new release movies like the tenets of the world, but you also get Netflix movies that are maybe better on the big screen in there as kind of a half and half thing. I think that could maybe work. Yeah. I that's I a mean, cool logical transition for Netflix. The Egyptian is a cool theater. Um, I, I do like it, but it is definitely a theater that is in kind of need of an update. So I'm excited that uh, Netflix is probably going to, you know, renovate the theater and, and kind of make it a little bit more technology friendly, maybe put some nicer seats in there. But you're absolutely right, Ken. I mean, with the theater industry kind of in a topsy-turvy position right now, Netflix could, if they have the capital, they could easily come in and swoop up a Harkin or a, yeah. you know, whatever, one of those uh, smaller theater chains. And the next thing you know, They've got their own, you know, they've got their own movie theaters. The only thing I would say is I would be stunned if they would actually put other uh, studios theaters in there because the relationship between Netflix and the studios is not great. So I don't think Netflix would play like a tenant or whatever. They would just only exclusively play their Netflix, um, their Netflix movies. But the, the interesting thing would be. Would they charge additional for that, or would all you have to do is just show your Netflix Prove subscription? Prove your Netflix subscription, and then you just get you just go right in for free. And they only make money off concessions, or yeah. something. God, that'd be really cool. Yeah, I mean that seems like, it's a, like a reasonable dine -in theater kind of thing. Yeah. Totally, that yeah. seems like a reasonable way to to make some money. So who knows? But I think it's cool. I'll I'll definitely when they reopen it or when they relaunch it, I'll go see something there for sure, and I'll I'll report back. Cool. Well. Thank you for being a subscriber and, and for listening to this. Please let us know your thoughts on HBO Max, Disney Plus, Snyder Cut, all that kind of stuff. At Mad About Movies on Twitter. And be sure and subscribe to that VIP feed if you want more from us on our Discord. You get access to that as well as all those throwback episodes, daily recommends episodes, and much more. We're also recording an AMA momentarily. Mm -hmm. So if you have a crazy hard-hitting question that you want to ask us. We answer those once a month in our monthly AMA for our VIPs over at madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. So get over there. You can find me on social media at Kent Garrison on all pretty much all platforms. You can find Batman Chain 
on the Discord. He's Batman Shane in our Discord. And Brian, I went, I went super you? unique on the name there. So yeah, <laughs> I think I'm Kent. You can find so, me yeah. on Twitter at Beagle Twelve, uh, and you can find my writing at MadMoviesPodcast.com and uh, BrianDGuild.com as well. All right, thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of the week. Stay safe out there, and hopefully, we'll see you soon at the cinema. Goodbye.